What's going on, podcast fam? I am super excited to get into this second part of the studio tour of the Humble Home Studio, as I like to call it. I'm going to be diving into some keyboards and some synths that I use around here and how I run them into the new Tascam Model 12 that I have, the settings that I use um, as an USB audio interface, and then how I run that into my current DAW, which is Ableton Live Lite. If this is your first time joining me, I'm so excited to have you here. This is Creative Progress. My name is Wes Nile, and this is my personal journal of how I make and create music and media and how I post it online and all the different tools and techniques that I use to do so. And this is all to inspire you to do the same thing, not to go out and run and buy the latest and greatest gear, but to do maybe a little bit of more menu deep diving, maybe hop on some of those forums for the gear that you do have. Get the absolute most out of the gear that you have right now and just make your art and do it for yourself just to be creative and have that outlet because at the end that's what's most important that's enough of my personal thoughts about why you should make your own personal music and artwork and share it with the world now i'm going to show you a little bit behind the curtain of my creative process or should i say creative progress all right guys so let's get into it here so this is basically Ableton, and I'm just going to go ahead and rec record this as I record this so you guys can see everything. It's kind of meta, but hey, man, let's get intimate today. I like that. I like the sound of that. So this is my first audio track, and I do have this kind of set up in a different way, but don't pay attention to the names here. Pay more attention to the names here as we start setting this up. So the first thing I'd want to do is go ahead and label all these tracks. All right, so this is going to be my Nova, actually. So I'm going to change this, rename this to Nova. Number four is going to be my Crave. Yep, so there's my Crave right there. I'll go ahead and rename that Crave. And then this is going to be my Yamaha. So let's rename this. JMA. And the cool thing about this stuff is you can actually change the colors of these. So I'm going to go ahead and change the colors of these guys to their actual color of the instrument. So my Nova's blue. I'll just do it um, kind of a gray, although that kind of makes it look like a dead color. So I don't know. I'll just, we'll just do purple. Vocals pink, Yamaha brown. How about that? Okay. Vocals pink, Yamaha brown. That's what we're going to go with. I'm going to hop down here and I'm going to show you how I have this set up in the Tascam now. All right. So here is my Tascam 12 and we've taken a look at this. I've done a little bit of a deep dive in it, but this is how I have it set up here. So this is all more just form, not necessarily function because whenever you're using this as an audio interface, it doesn't matter if you mute these channels, you're still going to get audio going in. So as you can see, well, let me, I'll zoom out on this so that you can actually see that I'm still recording and it's still capturing the audio. You can see it right there. But even if I was to mute this channel, you don't hear it here, but you can see that it's going to go ahead and record still over to the right. So we're still getting audio in. But I'm going to use this so I can still hear it in my headphones. It's always going to record no matter what because we're using it as an audio interface, not necessarily as the actual for the live application right now. I hope that makes sense. So section two is going to be for my Yamaha piano, and it goes up through here. And I have this set up in the menu. I believe it's going to be under Mixer. And then we'll go to USB Synpoint. So this is going to control everything that happens coming out of the USB. 
and then in to the actual DAW itself. So the way I have this set up right now is all post EQ. So everything is coming through EQ. So as you can see here, if I start to mess with the EQ, you're gonna hear all that come through in the mix. So now I have my, my low frequencies turned all the way up. And then I also have my highs, everything turned up. So if I wanna get a little more low end on the mix, then that's how I adjust that. So these are, this is a high, this is a high frequency, this is low frequency, and this is mids. And just tune it to taste. Let's talk about the Yamaha first, shall we? All right, one thing that I feel is worth mentioning is the way Ableton works is if you wanna start recording different tracks, then you have to activate these these different tracks here. So whenever this is this is illuminated, that means that these tracks are active and ready to start recording. And then you can see once I actually once I activate these tracks, now we're recording each one of these separately. So that's the beauty of the Tascam Model 12. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to get it because I can record everything separately and then EQ mix to taste the way I want to do it. So you can see the little camera set up behind me now. Let's go take a look at the Yamaha. Okay, fam, here we are sitting at my Yamaha P45. I never really thought about it, but I guess I'm very um, pawn shop centric because I purchased this piano, this lovely beast, at a pawn shop for half the price. I think these guys go on the market brand new for around 400 bucks. So I think I got this for around 200, maybe 250. Um, it didn't come with a few elements. So I had to buy the music stand. And then I also had to buy a sustain pedal, which uh, you can't see it's off camera, but it's chilling here. You can see my leg moving right there. This is a pretty sweet piano. It has weighted keys. It does have speakers. So I don't necessarily have to have it plugged in. Of course, I have it plugged into um, the board right now so that we can hear it whenever I begin to play it. And then what's cool about this is there's several different types of piano style. So they have just the grand piano, which is right here. And that sounds really good. And you can do this on it. And this is a piano that I use to actually do the John Lennon cover. If you want to do a deep dive onto my channel, you can check that out and that'd be pretty sweet. Um, but I did cover that song. And then there's also more of a a honky-tonk style piano. So I don't really know too much honky-tonk. I guess this could be considered honky-tonk. It's an old cake song. Maybe I'll play that on my channel sometime. I had a match, she had a lighter, I had a flame, she had a fire. And then they also have a few different ones that I've used on, I actually used this setting on the Foo Fighters cover that I did, and you can find that on my SoundCloud if you are so inclined. And then there's another kind of an E piano sound, which I probably could have just... Probably could have used that one as well, just to layer it, but I didn't. And then the organs.
pretty cool sounds. Another one that I found, well, I guess there's a lot more voices than I really gave this thing credit for. I use this also in the linen cover too. Because he does have some strings that come in at some point. So I like the I like that sound as well. That's a good one, especially for sampling. If you were to sample, you could use the the strings on that. This is my this is my piano. I mostly use it just for the grand piano sound, and I love the sound of it. So, moving on. All right, yeah. So I don't know the rules a hundred percent. I don't know if you're supposed to see that or not, but that's what I'm using to get my other angle. And we're gonna get this super weird like high shot, but I needed it so I could show you this beauty. This is the second one we're going to talk about. This is my Mini Nova, which has many different functions, but I primarily use it as kind of a synth pad that I use in the background for a lot of stuff. There's a lot of different string settings and things like that that I use on it. But just to give you kind of an idea of what this guy does, he makes these pretty little background noises that you can put in different things. I'm not using this 100% to its full potential, but just for demonstration purposes, I wanted to show you that it does that. There's a lot of cool ARPs. Let's see what we can do. But you can do a whole bunch of different things with it. So this keyboard here is the answer to the microcorg. Um, this is the Novation version of it, and the reason I actually ended up buying this instead of the microcorg is because I bought a MIDI controller a while back that was a Novation launch key, which we'll get into that a little bit later, but I ended up loving them as a MIDI controller so much that I just kind of got obsessed with Novation gear, and instead of buying the microcorg, I went ahead and bought this. So you can use this as a vocoder, and I was actually watching a review on this I think it might have been bad gear or something, but they typically don't use a cheaper synthesizer like this in professional music. But then I also found this voice on it, and I was wondering if a cheap synthesizer sounds like this. Didn't think so. I'm going to get into the last synthesizer. This is the Behringer Crave. Behringer is known for making relatively inexpensive gear. I never touched on these headphones, but these headphones are also Behringer. I'm not a big proponent of buying the most expensive studio monitors that you can find. I've always just thought if your music sounds good in a, in a nice or reasonably priced headphones, you should be okay. Now, there'd probably be a lot of people out there that don't agree with me, but that's okay. I've always just thought, make your mix, go listen to it in the car. If you want to make a few tweaks after listening into the car, then, you know, go ahead and be my guest. But I always just try to crank out my stuff. And if it sounds good in my headphones, I'm putting it out and that's it. So take that for what it's worth. The big difference between the Behringer Crave and the Mini Nova is this is mostly analog and this guy is more of a digital synth here. Uh, another big difference is that this is polyphonic, meaning that you can play more than one note at a time, whereas the Crave just plays one note. I primarily use this as a baseline generator. Another crazy thing about analog synths is that they do take a little time to warm up. So you have your frequency knob here, and this is where you'd have to dial in. Let me pull out my trusty tuner here. This is where you'd have to dial in 
the actual pitch of the notes that you're hitting. So there's a basic keyboard right here that you can use. And you can also control this through MIDI, but just for sake of argument, here's middle C. You're pressing middle C. I do have it tuned already, but... So that's how you tune it. But after it warms up, it does a really good job of staying in tune. I primarily use this just for bass lines, just to give you an example. Cool thing about this also is it has a bunch of different knobs. There's a guy out there that does a really excellent job of explaining how you can get the absolute most out of this Behringer Crave. I'm not that guy. I will find the link though, and I will put it in the episode show notes so that you can check them out. Very cool. Another good thing that I like about this is the glide function. I like how it goes. So that's fun. Um, it has a bunch of other unique features. You can program the decay to give it a little bit more sustain if you want to do something like that. I always thought that sounds cool. I like sustain, a good sustain. Well, they call it decay here. Sustain is more of how long how long it lasts whenever you're putting the putting your finger on it. So if you have less sustain and you're pressing this, it'll only play for a moment. But if you have sustain all the way up, it will stay on for as long as you hold the key down. Right. Uh, resonance is another cool one. And you can also control the amount of resonance with the LFO, the rate of resonance. Whoa. But that's what I mainly use these, these synths for. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today and taking a short tour around a portion of my humble home studio. I hope that this inspires you to create your own type of art or music or media and post it online using your bag of tricks. Next time we get together, I'm going to be showing you all of my MIDI controllers and how I use them in the studio. If you like this kind of content, please like and subscribe. And you can also find the audio versions streaming on Spotify and iTunes as well. Leaving a review or a message on any one of those platforms helps me out way more than you could possibly know. And I appreciate you hanging out. Until next time, I'm Wes Nile. Keep creating and keep progressing. Ooh.